Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Views, the podcast where um, Jason and I talk about stuff, try to take up 40 minutes of your day. Yep, um, and you'll never, ever get it back. It's funny because usually when you tell people that you listen to podcasts, it makes you sound intelligent. Mm-hmm. But if you're listening to this, this is not you, that situation. You, you are a dumb fuck. <laughs> you are a dumb <laughs> fucking idiot. No, Enjoy 40 kidding. minutes of this stupid <laughs> podcast, you bitches. <laughs> that's one way to win over your audience. <laughs> All right, roll the intro music. I'm David Dobrik, that's Jason Ash, this is the Views Podcast. We're in Chicago today. Yeah. We, um, we got here a little bit early. Um, 6 a.m. 6 a.m. Landed. We landed. David insists on these overnight flights, which are crushing for me as a 46-year-old with weak leg syndrome. I love the overnight flights. Uh, I don't know, honey, because you're in first class. Yeah, why weren't you there? Ah, well... That's a great question. You make- we should bring your friend Natalie over here because I got the word a couple weeks ago. You know me, David. I fucking was broke for 20 years, right? Sure. So now that I'm here and arrived and I have a steady gig. <laughs> I have arrived. <laughs> now that I've arrived to being wealthy, <laughs> it's very nice. I want to stay. That's exactly true. And, I, and I, I don't take anything for granted and I never try to bitch and moan about it, especially when we travel because this is really fun to come here, right? Yeah. I'm getting vlogs. I'm doing podcasts. Well, I get a little message from Natalie. <laughs> About a week ago, she goes, you know, she, she just tells me stuff in passing. She gives me no information on all the trips you guys are doing. Yeah. None. She's just, I'm just like, okay, we leave then. And when I ask her, she's so busy. She doesn't. And I was like, she was like, she's like, uh, um, by the way, so some news, some bad news. And I was like, oh, what is it? She's like, on the way to Chicago, there's um, no first class seats. Sure. She's like, there was, you know, there's uh, basically, it, it, um, it, you know, Saying that maybe what I intimated was that David has a first class seat and that's it. Yeah, yeah. And I go, I go, hey, I was broke forever. No problem. Great, of course. Yeah. You thought I was the only one sitting in first class. Right. And that, and then Which she, has happened before. And then she also calls you and she's like, another problem. Yeah. Once we get to Chicago, <laughs> um, they, the hotel had no more rooms. That was, yeah, that was also it. She goes, she's like, there's no room, but well, I'll just crash, whatever, and then you'll have a room that night. And I was like, no problem, Natalie. I was digging out of garbage cans a couple years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, and then we get to the airport. We get to the airport. We get on the plane. We're having fun with the crew. You were in a good mood, which is what I love. And, uh, and I get on the plane, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll go to economy or whatever. And well, 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 look who's in front of me. Fucking Beyonce. <laughs> Stops off in first class and starts putting her bags up. And I was like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? So I guess there was another seat in first class. You just wanted to take it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that. And then I, uh, and then I, and then I go back to economy, which is fine. And there is a, um, I, I had like, a, I think he had like a seven year old on his lap. I swear to God, <laughs> this kid was so big, you know, cause you can fly with a kid on your lap yeah. and not have to buy a seat. Well, he chose not to buy a seat. Cause I was like, I couldn't find my seat. I see this giant kid and like, there's no seats. And I'm like, 12A, 12A, 12A. And I turned to him like, is that my seat? 
with your giant kid sitting in it? And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 no problem. So this kid basically like slept across me the entire flight. Oh, he was sitting on the dude's lap. Yeah, he was in the middle seat with his baby, who was giant. And, uh, and he was really nice. I mean, I, you know, I also feel for people with kids like right away because I've done it and I know how sure. awful it is. And then the guy to his right was not having it. Oh, listen, I love your giant baby story, but finish <laughs> the fucking thing. And then we got to Chicago. We landed. Jason, Jason, no, Jason knew he didn't have a room. So then we got to the hotel, and I assumed that we were all going to be staying in one room until the other rooms were ready. And guess what? Guess who has her own fucking room? <laughs> fucking Destiny's Child. <laughs> fucking and then Queen Lemonade over there. Queen Lemonade. <laughs> Natalie had her own room, and she looks at me, and she goes, you and Jason should share. I go, <laughs> I go, what? Jason had to fucking, and, and she's like, don't worry, there's two beds. And I went to my room, there's one fucking bed. Not, I don't know, did she just make that up? I don't know, she <laughs> literally made that up on the fly. And you know what she texts me? She texts me, she, she got to her room, and she texts me, the first text she sends me, she goes, these rooms are fucking huge. <laughs> As she's in a room by herself. I have plenty of room to take someone else on, but I'm not going to. (laughs) Yeah, as Jason is over here putting together four chairs to sleep on and took some towels from the bathroom so he could rest his head. And I was even like, I was even like, Jason, honestly, I even says, I was like, I'm younger. I'll I'll just sleep on the couch. And he goes, and he goes, no, I don't want to go on the bed. My feet are stinky. (laughs) And I go, holy fuck, you're right. And I I locked the door to my room. Um, he didn't want to go out of my bed because his feet were sticky, which is very justified. I didn't even argue. I wasn't even going to pretend yeah. to be nice at that point. I think No, I think you just were very matter-of-fact about it. You're like, okay, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> like, like um, some people would maybe like bullshit and be like, nah, dude, don't worry about it. Come, come yeah. sleep in the bed. Yeah. But I was like, no fucking way. No, I wouldn't put that on you. That's my feet are gross. Because yeah. I, I, I choose not to wear socks. I don't know because my back is so bad I can't put socks on. Did you shower this morning? No. Okay. I mean, I don't have a room. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to. I mean, I, we'll see how this podcast goes, see how long it takes us. David said something really funny. So it was like 6 a.m., and I was like kind of jacked a little bit because I had a Starbucks at the airport on the way in. And then he came in like my dad and was like, you got to go to bed. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I might go out and vlog, walk oh, around. Yeah, fucking Jason. Jason, we got, we got here. We landed at 6 a.m., and Jason hates taking overnight flights, and he always bitches me out for them. So then we landed, and he's like, I think I'm going to go out and vlog. It was like 6.30 in the morning. I was like, you fucking go to bed right now, because I know you're going to be a crabby bitch later. And, and, and he was like, and he's like, okay, fine. So he fucking laid down. I go back into my room. I hear him on his phone. So I, so I come on. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Go to bed. Go to bed. I was looking at pizza and, videos. And, and because like I know he won't be I, I know he won't complain about being tired later, but in like four weeks when I ask him to go to Chicago again, I know he's gonna go, Nope, David, last time we went, I threw my back out, I couldn't <laughs> sleep. We just landed and we started going right away. We had no time to sleep. So I was like, fucking go to bed so I don't hear you bitching about it later. Well, obviously Natalie doesn't complain about going to Chicago because no, she's she is, in a giant room in a first class seat. She has five star service. I mean, this is crazy. What is her role in Dobrik Industries at this point? So swipe she, my credit card. <laughs> she fucking. I think she, she's your boss. She's either yeah. She's either she fucking. Is uh, she gonna let you live in your house anymore? I don't know. I have a feeling I'm gonna. I have a feeling I'm gonna have to call Ilio soon and be like, Yo, I think Natalie just kicked me out. I need a place to fucking stay. <laughs> Natalie, I, I don't know. I don't know who's working for who at, at at some point. I'm glad she's enjoying my credit card amenities. At, at least she's racking up points for me. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you got a lot of miles. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. The other day, the other day, my new assistant, Taylor, she's really good. She's sure. Like, she's, we had our new assistant. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast. But she's really on top of things. And yesterday, I was sitting on the couch, and she had like a bunch of money in her hand. I was like, "Just put the money on the piano," and 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 then she starts walking away. And I fucking I realize I was like, "We don't have a fucking piano." What am I saying? And she's walking away to put the money somewhere. And I'm like, "Taylor, hold on. Where are you going? We don't have a piano." <laughs> and I, I meant to say pool table. Right. And Joe goes, "I think she's going to buy you a piano so you don't feel bad." <laughs> <laughs> But because that is something that is something Taylor would do. Yeah, ha- having a new assistant around the house. Yeah, it's great. I just realized how it would be if I had one assistant. <laughs> because fucking Natalie. No, Natalie's great, but she she does different things than Taylor does. Taylor, yeah, Taylor keeps the house in order, and Natalie keeps. Natalie handles your all your business. <laughs> I can even, I can't even come up with anything. <laughs> and Natalie keeps my credit card hot. <laughs> And Natalie makes sure my credit card is getting enough friction. It's really funny when you like you want her to go shoot something, but she's like, my, "I could be spending my time so much better than this." Yeah, but you're like taking her like across town to do some bit that you won't use. Yeah, yeah, the poor thing. But she's doing a good job. Hooray for Natalie! Poor thing. She's, go follow her. She's getting a massage right now. <laughs> she's getting an in in sweet massage where they come to her <laughs> door and put guacamole on her face. She's also already planning some. Some big oven grinder. We're going to have deep dish at 4 o'clock. I already had pizza here. <laughs> Natalie's favorite things to plan is, is where we're getting food. She's like, she'll take charge of that anytime. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's her number one I thing. am always amazed. Like, you make the joke that she's always snacking, but I swear to God, I saw her snacking today at one point where we were at the baggage carousel. I was like, wow, she really gets after it. Oh, she doesn't fuck around. She, she loves a snack. She loves snacking. And it's yeah. crazy. She'll be in, like, the worst mood. And she'll definitely not want to go out. But if I say we're going to go get kebabs yeah. at Jonah's, I've never seen someone change their mood so quickly. <laughs> she, she'll, she'll literally go, fuck. Okay, I'm coming. <laughs> oh, she likes the kebabs, huh? Loves. Oh, go for her. We did this prank on Postmates drivers and like delivery drivers that would come to my house. And we had like different situations going on in my house. You can see it on my YouTube channel. So like one driver came in. And my friend was giving birth, and she had to help my friend give birth. Another driver came in. There was a cop car that drove through my living room. It was really fun to film, really funny. Um, but there was also, like, a bunch of other bits that we were filming. That didn't make it, yeah. That didn't make it. So we had one We had one bit that we wanted to film where um, where, where, uh, where the Postmates driver comes in, and, one, and a little kid goes up to the driver and grabs the food and then turns around and it's a cafeteria full of kids and the kid screams, food fight! And all the kids are having like a food fight. And I called it off because I was like, okay, we, I got enough. I don't need to shoot this food fight bit. 
Um, and I told Natalie, I was like, let's not do it anymore. Um, and then, and, and then I was like, okay, we're not filming that. And then an hour later I see, I see a kid pull up to my house and I'm like, what is this kid doing here? Right. And Natalie's like, oh my God, Seth must have not called it off. And then 10 minutes after that, another kid. And then 20 minutes later, there was 30 kids in my backyard. Oh, yeah. And, and I didn't have any idea what to do with them. And they I just didn't call them and tell them? Yeah. Wow. And I felt so bad. They were all there. And I was paying for all of them to be there. Yeah. It's so like, I got to fucking come up with something to do. But um, that was fun. And then we did another bit where, where we had the driver... We had we ordered a fire extinguisher from one of the drivers, right? And then when the and when the driver walked into my house, there was a person on fire. <laughs> so we had we had a stunt guy come in and he lit himself on fire. And the driver walked in, and 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 uh, and the guy came out completely on ablaze, like on fire. Yeah. And we were like put him out, put him out. And the driver was so confused. And he just absolutely just did not know what to do. So we had to put the guy out ourselves because he was on fire for about 25 seconds. Because the driver was just standing there. And it didn't turn out, so I couldn't even put in the video because he was so confused. It's funny when you light someone on fire and then it doesn't work. And then you hear David go, hey, can, uh, can we light you on fire again? And the guy's like, yeah, sure. And then, and, and then it's great to like think through it and go, why didn't that bit work? And then you're like, well, if I was a driver and I walked into someone on yeah. fire, I, I would, I would kind of be like, I would kind of freeze too. I was like, why the fuck didn't he put him out? And I was like, I guess he didn't put two and two together that he went to get the fire extinguisher <laughs> to put our friend out. Jason does this stupid thing where every time he messes up, like yeah. right, now, right now his phone's been going off. And I was like, just turn the ringer off. Yeah. And he goes, like what? Like this? And then he finally did it. And I was like, yes, like that. Why didn't you do that earlier? And he goes, I don't know. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Like, like a toddler. And I know he's not tired. He always, he always blamed. Uh, are you kidding? I had a fucking giant baby sleeping on me the entire way here. I know I you're not tired. tired. While you slept in that beautiful bed. You know, I woke up. I woke up to you out here testing the podcast, podcast equipment, having a fucking conversation with you <laughs> like you like you were hopped up on fucking 10 coffees. I wake up and I hear Jason going, hello, mate. I'm from Australia. <laughs> this, is, this is serious. This is serious. I wake up and he's going, hello, mate. Uh, yeah, my wife left me for a kangaroo. <laughs> Fucking coming up with a situation. He's talking to him. He's interviewing himself, and he's being like, so what happened? And then the Australian guy goes, well, my wife left me for a kangaroo, mate. I'm <laughs> testing the audio equipment. Yeah, you have so much energy, and then when you mess up once, you go, I'm so tired. David, this is all your fault. You shouldn't have had me go on that red eye <laughs> when I know you're not fucking tired because you've already ran around the city fucking vlogging your life away. Well, that's why I'm tired because I already vlogged this morning. We have a fun week ahead of us. We're doing a charity. It's my first time doing any charity work. Yeah, that's good. Like officially. I'm kind of nervous. What are they going to make you do? I don't or know. make us do? I don't know. Charity's so difficult because I want to do it, but I don't want to be doing charity. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want, like, the, like the oh, he's doing charity. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's such a, like, it, that's, I've always been so scared of charity because it's such a good deed, right. but it's such a cliche good deed. Yeah. Like, I'm pe- not, people don't look at it like that. I don't know. That, uh, it, it, it feels to me like, like recording yourself giving money to a homeless guy. <laughs> right. Like, like, it feels like the same amount, like, oh, look what I'm doing. Yeah. That's why I could, like, that's why I always say, like, when I make videos, like, I love doing charity in a way, but I, I, I always want to make it cool. So, like, I always say, like, like, uh, like my, my favorite example is when I went, this isn't really charity per se, like, I'm not helping out people that are dying or sick or anything like that, but, like, when I went to In-N-Out and this girl 
cut me in line so i decided to pay for everyone behind me right like that was like cool and fun but it was like uh, like the 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 goodness of it and like the hidden message behind like giving back was still there so it wasn't like in your face charity because it was still like enjoyable and i feel like like i want to do more of that so i'm kind of like i'm new to the whole charity thing i really want to do charity but i want to find it i want to do it in a way that's like cool to me and like authentic to me Mm -hmm. where like i don't know Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to go visit kids in a hospital. I feel like that would be so much fun. Yeah, that would be great. Like, like making kids smile like on a hospital, but it's probably like, I can't, I can't even imagine. Josh goes and does that. Yeah? Yeah, I'm sure we could go with him. Yeah, but like, how do you pick the right kids? Like, what if you walk into a room and the kid's just fucking like, fuck you, where's James Charles? I'm like, fuck, I don't know. Like, how do you, how do you pick the right kid that like, likes your videos? Well, that's the, that's the thing I used to talk to my friend. He used to go entertain the soldiers in Iraq. He was a comedian. Oh, wow. And he was like... He's not like a really famous comedian or anything, but he just said like when he got there, he'd never been more welcomed by anything. Oh, like really? they didn't even know who he was, but they were just like so touched that he came to Iraq to perform in a tent. Oh, that's you know? sick. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You performed to all the soldiers? Yeah. I wish that's something I had done. That's like a big regret. Wow. How do Maybe you do I that? Is, is that like a charity thing? There's a thing, yeah, I used to know what it is. There's literally a stand-up does thing. He, does he get paid for that? I don't think so. Well, that's sick. So someone flies all the way to Iraq. Yeah, but you get to fly on like a military-grade plane. Like, it's kind of cool. And then you get there and like they, they guard you the entire time. And Well, I feel like, the, I feel like it's not even cool that they have to. I know, but I mean... Well, I, it's not, cool, not that man. It's... You, when you land in the war zone... Where bombs are going off, they stand around you and protect you. I fucking hope so. I know, but isn't that cool that like they're basically like, yeah, we're 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 ready to die for this comedian. No, that's basically I, what they say to no, them. No, I know. They're like, yeah, if a bomb comes, he's like, I'll jump in front of it. Don't worry about it. Uh, that's yeah, sick. I mean, I mean, yeah, that is that is cool. But could you imagine being somebody that like that's like whenever I meet a soldier, I'm like so I'm always just like blown away. What would you say to people who are trying to start YouTube? <laughs> Good luck. I'm just asking you generic questions. What would you say if some kid came up to you right now and was like, I want to start a YouTube channel? I don't um, know what kid fucking talks like that, but. <laughs> a lot of them. I get that question a lot at my uh, live shows this weekend, uh, West Palm in Miami. Fuck you. Um, but. Um, Tickets almost sold out. Go buy them now. <laughs> Zane and Jeff are coming. So is Jonah. Um, I, uh, I get that question a lot. And I always just say, you, you really, really have to love it. You got to like really like. Love. It's like the story you always tell. Like when you, when you, it's such a funny story. You're like, I turned the camera on my face, and I love looking at my face <laughs> in the camera. <laughs> That's what it was. That's how I found out I love vlogging. It's kind of true, though. But I you turned had- on Liza's camera. I put up the viewfinder, and I was like, "This is fucking cool. It's like a mirror, but everything's being recorded, <laughs> so I can show everybody else what I'm seeing." <laughs> no, I wasn't. You're not even in the videos that much, too. No, it wasn't. It wasn't like I, I don't know. I just love the idea of being able to. Like a video diary that you can share to the world. I don't know. I think it's so fucking crazy. I love the idea of like making something and then you post it and then people see it right away. Yeah, that's crazy. And then people like Like comment. Every every time I send out like an Instagram photo, I'm like thinking about the caption, thinking about the caption for like 45 minutes. I think about the caption and then I hit post 
and then it's on everybody's fucking phone. <laughs> yeah. It's on and anybody in the world <laughs> can go see that picture now. It's yeah. out there. That's insane to me. Yeah. Like I post and it's on Corinna's <laughs> phone in a second. Like how is that even possible? And I, I spent so many years like writing things or like I would make short films, but there was no internet. Sure. So they just sit on my shelf in my fucking room. Probably better than putting them on the internet. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, uh, and, um, and so yeah, so just just that whole concept to me, like always, even with Vine, you're like, wow, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, up. I know I'm gonna be making videos for the rest of my life. Like I know I'm, I may not be doing YouTube, but like whenever there's a big event, like whenever like one of my friends is getting married, whenever like I, I you know, whenever I get married, whenever my kids go on like mm. we go on some vacation, like I will always be the guy with a camera in my hand for the rest of my life. You think so? No fucking doubt. I, I, I'll bet you money you won't. Are you crazy? Yeah. I've been I promise me you you won't. I've been doing this since like I was Look at Casey. Yeah. Look at Casey. Casey did it. He was amazing. He burned a trail for himself like he no other. He still does it. Yeah, but you can see that like No, bro. I'm I, telling you, you'll get older, you won't want to do it. You, you know, I don't think so. You know so. what you sound like? Tell me. You sound I know exactly the person I am. Like and I will uh, be. You're, you're, it's like you're talking to your parents now. It, you can't tell me. <laughs> What are you? No, what this, I'm is, gonna this do? is exactly what everyone. Listen, would, mom. This is what everyone would fucking tell me when I got my driver's license. I yeah. was like, I'm gonna. I love fucking driving. I will drive you every day. And they go, Yeah, you get over that in like two weeks once you have your license. <laughs> right. And I was like, Fuck no! I'm driving a fucking car. This is insane. It's like a go kart, and it's like a fucking tent at the same time. I'm driving around. I could go fucking anywhere I want. <laughs> Let me tweet that. Like no, like that's that, <laughs> like that's how I felt about it. like, and I and I've been recording my friends. Since I was in middle school, since I had my iPod Touch that had a camera on it. Uh-huh. Like, I love doing it. I love putting things on camera. Okay. It was just insane to me. Like, you can record stuff. And then when I found a vlog camera that had a, that where you could see yourself, then I was like, oh, this is it. Like, it's game over. Right. Like, I'm going to make videos and I'm going to post them because this is so exciting. Well, no, I, I, well I guess I'm being kind of hypocritical because I'm 46 and I love doing it. Yeah. So. I will forever be making videos. Whether, whether I'm posting them or not, I love... Oh, oh like, yeah. I love looking... I'm not saying I'm going to be posting YouTube videos. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're just going to make them. Oh, I'll stop. There's a chance I'll stop posting YouTube videos in fucking a year or two. Right. I'm just saying for as long as I live, I will always like any big moment oh, that I so feel the need to be recorded will 100% be on camera. Are you going to film Aaron's wedding? Yeah, I'm going to film the I'll film all of our friends' weddings. Yeah. Like 100%. Like I'm not going to be their like lead camera guy, but I'm definitely going to bring in like yeah. like a small camcorder of some sort, mm-hmm. like whether it's my Canon. Remember or, at Josh's wedding, you were like like didn't know if you could film or not. Oh yeah, did I film at the wedding? Uh, no, I let barely. That be. No, Josh is different. Josh is like, you know, Josh is like an adult celebrity that like I'm friends with that I would never do that at. But like with like my friends like Zane, Carly, Aaron, like I'm gonna film the fuck out of it. Yeah, I'm gonna be right under their nose when they're kissing for the it, first time. It's it's so exciting that you guys have all that stuff to come. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. We're all getting married, and that was not my- even girl. You guys don't even really have. Everybody's single, yeah. mostly. None of us are like. There's like two of us that are close to getting married. Yeah, everyone. Everyone else is literally completely single. Like sometimes I think about like when you come and get me, and you're like, "We're going to a club," and I'm like, "Okay, let's go." Yeah. And then and I think about that. Everyone's real jazzed up in the car. Natalie's jazzed up. You're jazzed up. Zane's jazzed up. And then I think to myself, "Oh, will these guys grow out of clubs in like two years?" They definitely will. Yeah. And then, then wonder what will happen then. I read a comment the other day that was um, that said, "This is so sad, but I just realized that I'm gonna I'm gonna be alive for the time Jason Nash passes away." 
That's crazy. So it'll like, be a sad day. There's gonna be there's there's a chance that you could drop dead tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. there's a chance that most of us are gonna be around for when you die. Of one hundred percent. I mean, unless one of us dies in a freak accident, there's a chance that we're we're all gonna be alive for your death. Yeah. How fucking crazy is that? But like, it won't be that crazy because like you'll be like sixty. You think? You think you're gonna make it that long? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, like you'll already be old. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? And we'll, you'll, you'll we'll have accepted the, it. We'll all be the same age at that I point. I can't wait until we're the same age, <laughs> pretty much. My biggest fear growing up was that I wasn't going to be around. Like, like, like I, I, I've said this a lot, but um, like when I, was in co- when I was going to college, like I knew that I have, I have like a personality where I can be friends with basically anybody, like anybody like that I, that I first find. Like the reason I was friends with my friends in high school wasn't because we had a lot in common. It was just because of our location. We were all neighbors. Okay. Like John, Alex, Michael. Like we didn't have that much in common. We were just all. We would all, we would always say this. We were so fucking different. Like John wasn't anything like us, and we would always go. We, the only fucking reason we hang out is because we're close to each other. Like we we were so aware of that. And but um, so like I was always scared that when I got to college, I would get in with the wrong crowd. Like I would I would start hanging out with the kids that like. Like that were like, you know, they would abuse drugs and they were burnouts and they wouldn't do much. And I was like, those are the people, the people you meet at college, those are the people that you're going to, you're going to be at their fucking wedding one day. Mm-hmm. And I was so scared of that. I was like, ah, oh, I'm like, I don't want to meet the wrong kids. And my entire <laughs> life is going to be like on this like weird, you know, slippery slope. And I'm so happy I met like all the friends we have now. Like they're the best friends to have, like to like celebrate anything with like those are the I'm going to be at their wedding they're going to be at my wedding like they're going to be you know you mean your Vernon Hills friends or your Los Angeles friends both both yeah like the LA friends and the Vernon Hills friends like it's like so fucking did you meet a wrong kid at college did you meet some people you didn't like yeah I mean I met a ton of kids where like I befriended them and I knew that they weren't good people right I couldn't help it because I was like either too nice to get myself out of that relationship Uh or like I was just like in too deep uh-huh. Um, so I was scared that I was going to, that, that, that was my biggest fear of college. I was like, how the fuck do I, like, I was like, I know my roommate, whoever my roommate is, that's going to be my best friend uh-huh. like, I'm, and I'm not going to have any say over it. That's going to become my best friend. So I was like, I was nervous to pick a roommate. Um, so I was happy I didn't go to college and kind of did it a different way because that was, that drove me crazy. I didn't think like that at all. I got my roommate. He was awful. And I was like, okay, I'm never going to talk to you. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe that's what would happen, but I, I was thinking about it a different way. All right, guys, for the next portion of this podcast, we're actually in Miami. Um, we're in Florida. That's also in Miami. Just want to paint the, <laughs> want to paint the picture for everybody. We're here with Jeff Wittick. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Jeff. I'm super excited to be here in Miami showing David around my old hometown. Yeah, and now why I, have, why I thought Jeff would be a very fun person to talk to about Miami was because this is where he made the majority of his income, drug dealing, um, murdering people, and doing other stuff like that Alleg- allegedly <laughs> allegedly <laughs> no is- no jeff never murdered anybody but this is this is so you started your drug dealing you're let's make this clear you're not a drug dealer anymore you're a full-blown youtuber yeah i was i was never a drug dealer i was I, fuck you always get me on here to talk about this shit that i don't want to talk about um i did get arrested here for drug trafficking but <laughs> i was never a drug dealer except that one time i got caught with fifty thousand pounds you of know coke. it's so crazy hanging out with you guys and just doing the stuff we do now we have such a nice life and then i look back at the stuff that i was doing who the fuck did i think i was down here by myself i moved here at 18 19 and 
I think the problem was I was really influenced by movies, so I thought that I was Boston George. Like, oh, yeah, whatever. I'll just go down there. I'll figure it out. You got some cocaine. I'll, I'll figure it out. Sure. Was your life like living in the movies? Was, yeah. it sim- was it similar? Like, was it, where were you not? I was driving by, and there's a bunch of, the, and, and when you go into Miami, there's just a bunch of tall standing apartment buildings. Yeah. And that's, and all I can think about is the top floors of all those apartment buildings have to be drug dealers or like big kingpins. Is that true or am I, am I exaggerating? A lot of this was built up off the cocaine business. Yeah. A lot of it was. I don't think it is anymore because I think the cocaine, they cracked down here so that it doesn't come in this way anymore. That's why you moved to LA. No, I, I moved to LA to do vines with you, David. <laughs> but, sure. Yeah, I feel like I do feel like I was in a movie. I still feel like I'm in a movie. This might sound a little selfish, but I feel like you're all just characters in my movie. But I feel like everybody's like that. Like Jason's got. That's a- how David feels about all of us. That too. Is, that's I, that's. I think that's how the majority of people feel. Would you say you two are the two biggest narcissists in the group? No, I am the biggest narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> well, we also have Jonah here. Jonah, do you feel like you're, we're all in your movie, or do you just feel like you're an extra in our movie, and that's well, your life purpose? Well, to be honest, uh, for me, when I'm like going about my day, I like turn everything into a scene. So when the cameras aren't rolling, I look at it from like a third-person perspective, like the camera's looking at me, but the camera's not. And it's always a bit. I don't know why. It's weird. Dude, that movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, no, back to back to the back to the whole thing. Okay, so you moved out here. You basically you were you were telling me earlier that you graduated from. Well, like, let me t- let me be honest. I'll tell you the real story. Please, no, don't hold no back. exaggeration for no. the fucking vlogs or whatever character stuff. I moved out here because I had a job cutting hair in a barber shop that was opening up, and it was going to be. A lot of like celebrities and athletes and 18-year-old me from Staten Island. I was like, oh, this sounds like a dream come true. I get to cut celebrities' hair. I'll be living in like paradise because this it looks beautiful here. Yeah, it's gorgeous. So, so that's what I originally came down here for. And then I realized I just have the same salary that I had back in Staten Island. And now I have to hang out and live this lifestyle with all of these, you know. You weren't keeping el- up elite. with the celebrities. Just... Everybody here in this town are just yeah, fast of money. It's know? a lot more expensive. Yeah. Just living. Yeah. Like when you used to sell the waters at Runyon. Oh, yeah. On the hiking trail. When you moved to LA, you would sell. I don't know if I told the story on the podcast today. There's like this run. Uh, there's, there's this big. There's a Runyon Canyon uh, is, is huge in Hollywood. It's like this big. Um, it's a, a big canyon where people go hiking. Um, and at the bottom of it, there's this guy who has a stand. And it's donations only, and you can buy water, you can buy soda, you can buy snacks after your hike. So and, you ripped off his business. And he has, yeah, he has, a, he has a donation box, like, at the bottom. He's like, please be honest, it's the honor system. So you take something, and you give him a dollar for the Coke or whatever. And everyone uses it because they're so tired after the hike, and there's no water fountains. That's the only way to really get a snack after the hike. And, and recently I found out he makes, how, how much does he make, like, a month? I heard that he makes 15000 a week. A week? Shut up. This is what I heard. It could be just gossip. No, I think you meant a month. Okay. I, th- I think it's 15 a month, which is still fucking crazy. Still insane from selling waters. Yeah. 15000 a month. Um, and, and he does that. He does that. He lives right next to the little stand he has. And there's no one even working it. It's just the water is just sitting there. He refills it in the morning and then he leaves. So I thought, I thought, I love this business idea, but he's already got it going. So uh, my friends, my friend and I. You hired two of the smartest guys you know, Dom and Alex, right? <laughs> no, it was my friend Mason. 
Mason, uh, Dom didn't want to do it, but it was my, my first roommate, Mason. We, a couple days, we took, we went to Target, we bought a bunch of water bottles, we bought coolers, we bought ice. And then in the morning at 4 a.m., before people even were on the hiking trail, we took all the coolers up to the top of the trail. So it took us about 45 minutes, and we did two trips of taking all these coolers to the top. Because I'm like, well, if this guy's making so much money at the bottom of the hill, yeah. imagine how thirsty people are at the top of the hill. So, okay. so I, I brought all the waters up to the top of the hill, and I put a donation box that said, that said be honest, um, this is, you know, this is it's on the honor system. I copied exactly what the guy was doing. So at the you weren't of the worried about stepping on anybody's toes. You're on this guy's territory. Now this is his stomping ground. No, know? I wasn't worried about it because I, I considered it like Uber versus Lyft. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I was just another uh-huh. player in the game, but it wasn't, it, we couldn't, we couldn't keep it up because the plan was insane because we had to get up at four in the morning and carry these huge coolers. And if you know Runyon, it's not an easy hike. Especially when you're carrying like ginormous coolers, um, so yeah. So we made like I think we made like two, three hundred dollars um, the first couple days, but it just it wasn't worth it because we were just fucking. We'd go there four a.m. Too much overhead. Yeah, we'd get back at six thirty in the morning and we'd be passed out the rest of the day because um, yeah. But well, dude, you took a risk. It didn't work risk. out this time, but I know that we're both big believers in everything happens for a reason, right? Yeah. And then that got you to. Doing what you're doing now. Making YouTube videos. Yeah. So, and the, so then, okay, so you're, you're a barber, and then you're like, I need to start drug dealing. I, no, I move out here. Um, I'm working in the barber shop. I'm doing pretty well. I'm successful for a barber, barber salary, whatever. Sure. One day, Amber Rose walks in, and I'm like, holy shit, you look like Kanye West's ex-girlfriend. Or At the time, they were dating, and, and she's like, oh, sweetie, I am Kanye's girlfriend. Can you give me a haircut? And I'm like, holy shit. Like, I was fucking starstruck. All these celebrities are coming into this barbershop. I'm 18, 19 years old. I'm seeing, I'm, I'm introduced to this whole new lifestyle, and I have no money, yeah. basically. You know what that's like, Jason. Have no money? Yeah. It's been my whole life, Except for Jason sure. Jason didn't turn to drugs, because he is an intelligent man the, who worked his way to the top. Oh, my God. Thank you, I'm, David. I'm the kidding. rare compliment. I'm kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> got it. The funniest thing Jeff ever said to me, I got, I, got, I got it all out of Jeff once, like off camera, off mic. When we went to New York, we had a dinner, yeah. and he told me everything, and it was really interesting. And the most interesting thing he said is, I kept saying to him, I go, I go didn't it bother you that like you were going to get caught? Like. You have all this money. Wouldn't that bother you, David? Like, fuck, I'm going to get caught. I yeah, know I'm going to get so caught. that's so fucking scary. Right? And he said he actually, lo- what he loved was like the, the thrill of it, like the uh, chase of it. Sure. And that's what kept him going. Yeah. Well, when I was successful. Once you met Amber Rose, this is when you were like, oh shit, Amber Rose is, Amber Rose is living this life and I want to kind of live this life. So you wanted to elevate your lifestyle and you're like, I need to get into drugs. <laughs> I feel like such a pussy saying it with her name specifically. It was a lot more. But yes. But yes, it was. That was part of it. <laughs> and, then, and then you went to your friends that you already knew through like connections and you went, hey, give me a bag of Coke. I'm going to flip this bitch. And I'm going to make some money. <laughs> how, how did that work? I started going back to a lot of my New York friends. They started trickling down here. This is like, they call this like the sixth borough, Miami Beach. Mm. So this is like where people that kind of want to get out of New York, they come down here and that crime kind of overflowed down to here. And then I'm meeting these people and just putting two and two together. Like 
how'd you get into Vine? One of your friends told you, like, hey, try this out. And then you saw that there's money. I love these comparisons to being an international drug dealer to being a Viner. It's the same shit, dude. Sure. You get yeah. introduced to something, your friends are doing it, you see that they're dumb and they're successful at it. Oh, this idiot could do this, I could do this too. Yeah. And I could do it better, probably. 100%. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then, and then you got you also got busted in Miami. Well, here's the thing: cutting hair, you know everyone. You meet everybody in that town instantly. Like word of mouth spreads quickly. And now I know everyone, so why not? It was just easy. It just kind of happened naturally. One hundred percent. And then you got arrested again because cops came into your house and they found that you were running a, a small casino gambling thing inside your apartment. Okay, so a couple of my buddies back <laughs> in New York, they had this poker game. That was doing really well, and they wanted to try it out down here. So I liked the idea, and I hosted it. I hosted it maybe for like two months, and then somebody that was playing in the game got in trouble, and they snitched on the game, and then cops came in, illegal search and seizure. Everything they did was against the law, but Miami Beach cops, you know, they're used to taking down fucking cocaine kingpins, so they don't listen. They don't follow the rules. They just want to bust the bad guys, which makes sense. It's cool, whatever. Um, they got me, and I wasn't trafficking bricks of cocaine. I wasn't doing like what it looks like what I got busted for. Yeah. I was really just having a friendly card game with friends, and I was taking a little uh, percentage of a rate. Friendly card game with friends. It literally sounds like you're talking to a cop right now. <laughs> Officer, just a friendly <laughs> card game. There's probably some cops in here. And this is prop cocaine. It is not real. We're just painting the illusion. We've seen too many movies. <laughs> but when I did get taken out of my house, because what I was doing was illegal. You can't have casinos in your apartment. Yeah. So they, but they can't bust you for that if it's an illegal search. So they, that's what I'm saying. What they did was illegal. They broke the law when they arrested me, but that's why they didn't file charges because... It, it was an illegal search. I had a lawyer. They fought it, and I wow. was released. If it was a legal search and they caught you with I would that, have been in jail for a long time. How long? Probably, I don't know, five years. Fuck that. Yeah. So, And what's jail like? Out here, it was not bad. It was nice. There was palm trees and stuff. It was really beautiful. <laughs> ah, maybe I'll stop by. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when they did take me out, uh, I lived in like a, a nice like luxury apartment building, and they took all my poker chips... So these poker chips were in white boxes, and they had clear evidence bags. So as they're bringing me out, they're taking me past all my valet, my security in the building, and it just looks like they were busting like a major kingpin, like cocaine dealer. And it was all fucking chips in the bags. So when I went back, when I finally got out like three months later, they just looked at me like, how the fuck did this guy get busted with like 50 kilos of cocaine? And now he's just going back to his apartment. But my cocaine charges were... It was like a little baggie that they had <laughs> that one of the people playing in the games had to keep them Because they couldn't find the rest in the walls. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they didn't check under the mattress. I'm allowed to talk about it. I didn't do anything. Okay, this next part of the podcast is called Jeff Snitches. <laughs> Jeff is going to call out. <laughs> Jeff's going to call out 10 of his friends, and we're going to get him arrested. And then we're going to see how long Jeff will last. No, but thank you, Jeff. Thanks for coming on the Views Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, I think. I hope I don't go back to jail for this. <laughs> guys, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We'll be around next week. Um, yeah, that, this has been Jason and David. Go check out Jason's stand-up tour if you, if you need a place to go. Please. <laughs> Come see me. If you need a place, like, because it's raining outside, <laughs> and you need to 
be under a roof for any reason than go see a show. Yeah, it was a major storm. So and we stumbled we in. Out. We sold out because it was storming out. I'm only playing uh, hurricane uh, areas. Uh, but go check out fall. go check out uh, my merch. The Beverly Collection sold out. It's fucking doing great. So wait for the restock for that. And there's new merch. There's new stuff out there. Uh, go check it out. Fanjo.co backslash Dobrik. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Follow Jason on Twitter, Instagram. We'll see you guys later. Bye. My name's Jeff. Bye-bye. <laughs>